Welcome to the Martin Bailey Photography Podcast. It's August 7, 2019 and this is episode 671. ago I used two images of the same scene to compare how well the Canon EOS R images at 30 megapixels would print compared to the 50 megapixel Canon EOS 5DSR camera. For these tests the results of which you can see at mbp.ac/660 I had the EF 24 to 105 mm lens on my 5DSR and the new RF 24-105mm lens on my EOS R. I was surprised to see that the image quality from the EOS R was so good and that the lower resolution images could actually be printed as large as the higher resolution images and actually looked a little better. Since doing these tests though, I started to wonder how sharp the EF 24-105mm f4 Mark II lens would be when mounted on the EOS R using the Canon control ring mount adapter. So this week I've done a few tests pitching the EF 24-105mm lens against the RF 24-105mm lens but this time both on the Canon EOS R. A few people have asked me about this as well, and I'm sure there will be some people out there that are using the EF 24-105 lens via the mount adapter and wondering if it's worth switching. Value and worth are subjective, so I'm not going to tell you what to do, but the results of my tests will give you everything you need to know about the difference in sharpness so that you can make up your own mind about this. For the tests, to keep things equal between frames, I set up my camera on a tripod and photographed a printed test chart attached to my whiteboard. I turned image stabilization off for all of these images so that it didn't wiggle anything around as the exposures were captured and I shot three sets of images with each lens. The first set that we'll look at was shot at 24mm, the widest focal length of these lenses, then the second set at 50mm, almost in the middle, and a final set at 105mm, which is the longest focal length of these lenses. Here's an iPhone photo of my setup as I shot the 105mm focal length set. Note that although I'll embed this and a few other images into the audio for this week, because there's 36 test shots for us to look at and you need to be able to view them large on a computer screen, I'm not going to embed them all into the audio. So please go over to the blog at mbp.ac slash 671 to open up and check out the test results. You'll see from the photo that I was using a studio light with a softbox to light the test chart. I left the ISO at 100 and the shutter speed at a 200th of a second for all of the images. 
and I adjusted the exposure by making the studio light brighter as I increased the aperture stops. This way we are able to rule out ISO and shutter speed as a reason for any difference between the images because these settings are the same for all 36 test shots. It also helps us to rule out camera shake because the studio light's burst is way faster than the shutter speed so I'd literally have to swing the camera around on its strap to get any camera shake. Okay, so that's a slight exaggeration, but you know what I mean. Note too that I moved the camera back and forth so that I could just about fill the frame with the test chart at all three focal lengths. The RF lens has a slightly shorter minimum focus distance than the EF lens, so I had to pull back slightly from the minimum focus distance of the RF lens to ensure that the EF lens could focus on the chart. So at this point I'm going to start to embed the images into the blog post. So again, please go to mbp.ac 671 to follow along with this. Here are the first six images which cover the entire aperture range in full stops using the EF lens. So we start wide open at f4, then move through f5.6, f8, f11, f16, and down to the smallest aperture for both lenses, which is f22. The first batch is shot at the widest focal length, which is, of course, 24 millimeters. All of these images have been cropped down to 1440 by 960 pixel images at 100%. So if you ensure that your browser window is wide enough and then click on the images, you'll be able to see the image at its full resolution. You'll notice that the EF 24 to 105 millimeter lens is pretty sharp at 24 millimeters from wide open at f4 through to f16 and you will probably be able to detect just a little bit of softness caused by diffraction as we stop down to the smallest aperture of f22. Here now are the same six apertures but using the RF 24-105mm f4 lens. Again, open up the images in the light box to view the difference. Note that the images aren't aligned perfectly because the EF 24-105mm lens actually has a slightly longer focal length despite them sporting the same numbers and it really isn't important for us to have the images aligned for these tests. I think you'll agree that at 24mm the images from the RF lens are incredibly sharp from f4 through to f16 and there is a little bit but slightly less diffraction kicking in at f22. To enable us to make a direct comparison I'm also going to embed another group of images which are the same images that we just looked at but I've alternated the EF and RF lenses so that you can make a direct comparison. At 24mm though, I think it's safe to say that there is very little difference between the EF and the RF lens. 
they both perform admirably throughout the entire aperture range. Here now is the EF lens at 50mm, again showing the centre of the image, just from further away, and zoomed in to 50mm. I was actually surprised by how soft the EF lens is wide open at f4, and I think I can also detect diffraction starting to kick in from f11, and very slightly worse through f16 and f22. It's not a huge amount, but usually it's the extremes of the zoom range that suffer, not the middle of the range. So this was surprising for me. Here too is the RF lens at 50mm for comparison. Once again, I think you'll agree that it's sharper throughout the entire aperture range. And there is just a tiny bit of diffraction at f22, but otherwise it's tack sharp. Now let's move on to the longest focal length of 105mm. The long end of a lens is usually where the image quality suffers the most. Again though, the EF 24-105mm to breaks the rules, as it's tack sharp throughout the range, with just a tiny bit of diffraction at f22. And to finish this group of images showing you the image quality at the centre of the lens, here is our RF lens at 105mm. I was surprised to see that at 105mm when the lens is wide open at f4, it's a complete mess. The first image in that batch is so bad that I ran my tests again, thinking that I'd made a mistake, but the results were identical, so it's official. At least my copy of the RF 24-105mm lens is crap wide open at its longest focal length. I'm pleased that it's as sharp as it is elsewhere and when stopped down, but I need to keep in mind to stop this lens down when I'm shooting at 105mm to avoid that soft spot. In fact, I'm going to seriously consider having Canon take a look at this lens while it's still under warranty. In this next set, I have cropped out a 1440 by 960 pixel section of the image to see how the image quality fares in the bottom left-hand corner. This is a great way to see how much the image quality degrades as you move away from the predominantly much sharper centre of the lens. I've stuck to the same groupings, starting with the EF lens at 24mm through all of the full aperture stops. I can see a little bit of colour aberration or fringing at f4, and a bit less, but still see it at f5.6, but it pretty much clears up by f8, and the image doesn't really degrade much again, even at f22, where the diffraction is almost undetectable. The RF lens is up again next, through the same full aperture range. This is again pretty amazing, especially for the corners of the image, with the lens wide open. The sharpness is there until a tiny bit of fraction kicks in at f22, but I really can't see any fringing 
or colour aberrations to speak of, so that's great. The EF lens starts off pretty nasty at 50mm, not really sharpening up at the corners until f11, but then it stays sharp and doesn't really suffer from diffraction even at f22. At f4, on the RF lens at 50mm, it's a bit soft again, but it sharpens up nicely from f5.6, and then has just a touch of diffraction at f22. Despite the amazing performance of the EF lens at the centre at 105mm, it doesn't really settle down until f11 in the corner, but then it's nice and sharp again and diffraction isn't an issue. I'd have been amazed if the RF lens was sharp in the corners at f4 when zoomed into 105mm after the poor image quality that we saw in the middle, but it actually doesn't drop off very much at all, which is a bit of a bonus. It does sharpen up nicely at f5.6 and shows only minor diffraction at f22. Okay, so I hope you found this useful if you are interested in the difference between these two lenses when both are used on the EOS R. Note that there was no processing done to the images other than the default sharpening that Capture One Pro applies to all images. The RF 24-105mm is definitely sharper overall, but with a surprising result at f4 when zoomed right in to 105mm. I'm also thinking that the EF 24-105mm lens gave some very solid results, showing that it's a top-class lens, even when used with a mount adapter on the new RF mount camera system. I personally made my decision to buy the new RF 24-105mm f4 lens based not only on my expectations that it would be a little sharper, but also based on the size. As I mentioned in my review of the EOS R, and as you can see in this image, the EOS R with the RF 24-105mm lens is significantly smaller than the 5DSR and the EF 24-105mm lens. When you mount the EF lens with the mount adapter, it greatly increases the overall size of the system, and it was important for me to keep this all at a minimum. If you would like to test any of your own images like this, the chart that I was using is from the Cornell University, and you can download a copy of the PDF using the links that I've put in the blog post at mbp.ac 671. And indeed, if anyone with an EOS R and the RF 24-105mm lens decides to run these tests, please do let me know if you see the same poor image quality that I see at f4 at 105mm. I'd be interested to hear what you find. Thanks very much for listening today. If you enjoy this podcast, please share a link with your friends. Subscribe in iTunes or your favorite podcast program to ensure an interrupted delivery. If you have a moment to rate the podcast or leave us a review in iTunes, 
That helps to keep us relevant in the huge number of podcasts out there now. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn and links to everything that I'm up to are at martinbaileyphotography.com so do drop by and take a look. I'll be back next week with another episode but in the meantime you take care and have a great week whatever you're doing. Bye bye. Thank you.